0: Hey guys, it's me, Judy, back here again on The Old and the New today. So today, we're going to be talking about something that we mentioned a little bit last time. The parallelism in the flood stories of the ancient past. This discussion first arose when I was reading the Epic of Gilgamesh, a while back. During Gilgamesh's travels, he was told to seek the man called Utanapishti, survivor of the Great Deluge. And the man then tells his story that resembles the biblical story of Noah's Ark, down to every detail, in fact. This got me wondering, then, how the connection was made with the Sumerian myths of the Middle East and the Christian Old Testament story. More recently, in the previous episode's discussion, I encountered this story again with only yet another different name of protagonist and origin. This is the Greek Jokalion. Despite the most certainly true hereditary connection between these three stories, there are also plenty of flood stories from ancient civilizations. For example, in a Chinese legend, there was a pair of brothers and sisters once upon a time who were keen-witted and hard-working on their farms. And so the gods sent them some seeds to sow. When it grew big into a two-man-sized gourd, they were told to cut it in half clear its insides, and let it dry until its shell is hard and firm. Then the flood came and swallowed everything and all of mankind, except the brother and sister, since they were able to stay afloat in their boat that was made of the dried fruit. So why is this a common thing across different cultures? Well, we think it's due to possibly a combination of two reasons. Firstly, there was a great flood, indeed, in early history before all of the human race diverged. Or maybe, secondly, which is a more likely option, since early settlements most definitely developed in proximity to water sources, floods could have been a common experience for all of these civilizations. And in the case of the ancient Greek, Babylonian and Christian story, however, if they are likely descended from each other, do we know which might have been the OG version? Who came up with it first. Well, it's fact that these came in an order, and we'll talk that through in a minute. But firstly, we should really remember that since these are legends, myths, they were around before any written records were made. And a similar debate might be Was the Greek epic poet Homer, to whom the famous Iliad and Odyssey were attributed, a real person? The answer might be that we don't know. We can only make educated guesses, because the poems were oral traditions before they were written down by some scribe. Worse than upon a time. And so we cannot expect to trace back 100% correctly, while stumbling in the dark with little concrete and touchable evidence. And what we do have, though, we can trace back to the 3rd centuries BC, when the Babylonian historian Barossus wrote down the Sumerian version of the story. And we know the story circulated from Sumerian to Akkadian and then to ancient Greek. And almost simultaneously, the Greek philosopher Plato, from about 400 BC, In one of his books, he described the story of the Great Flood, sent by the gods due to the moral corruption of humans, in which Dracallion and his wife Pyrrha survived and gave birth to children to continue the Greek race. However, it was unclear whether he was truly referring to one specific flood event, or a summary of several floods that the ancient people experienced. We might think it's a latter that gave inspiration for the semi-mythical survival story, however. Because by the 140 BC, the story of Jacalion and Pyrrha appeared in the writing of a Greek writer called Pseudo-Apollodorus, this time featuring an arc. And then this story was passed on to be included in the Roman myth or encompassing book in 8 AD. Ovid's metamorphosis. On the other side, the story has made its travels towards Israel. The historian Alexander Polyhistor quoted Barossus in the first century BC, and the Jewish historian Josephus then quoted him again in 37 AD. This was then quoted again by the Roman historian Eusebius in Constantinople. And finally, this is the story that bears the most resemblance to the story of the Genesis. So indeed, it does link together in some sort of order. I hope that has been interesting and satisfying as a sort of answer or history. But however, that is the end of today's episode. Thank you very much for listening. See you next time.